Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. You are going to be glad that you're with us this week. I'm just saying, this is this is the checkup week, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, it is. Yep. It's a checkup on what? The word of the year. The word of the year. Yep. So if you haven't been listening to the show or you haven't been paying attention listening to the show, yep. right? we have this word of the year thing that we talk yep. about at least twice a year. Yep. Go back in the podcast and find, right. I think it was like this second or third week of January that we talked about our, our word of the year. Word of the year, and this is kind of the update on it. I yes. think it might have been the first week this yeah. year. We were pretty close to getting it going that, that early. Yeah, so, and yeah. then same thing last year and the year before. And, <laughs> and we've been doing it for, I don't know how many years, probably about four years. Robbie, do you happen to know? Is it about four years? Yeah, we've been recording it for four years. Okay. Yeah, I thought it seemed about that long. You know, for me, it would be three because I had to do the same word twice. <laughs> you know, it's like being held back. I got held back on the word of the year. You know, that's kind of bad. To say it. Maybe if I did my homework. No, that's good. That's all right. God wouldn't have held me back. But uh, so, Andy, explain to us this whole word of the year thing. Yeah. So, you know, with the boot camps, we, we believe we hear from God when you go out into the um, out into the woods or wherever you go, and, and God speaks. And, and the concept is God's always speaking. And Robbie was gracious enough to bring this to us. They've talked about it in the uh, Wild at Heart team. They've done it for years, and he brought it to us about four years ago. And and you know we've all progressively adopted it at different times. Reluctantly adopted. It. Reluctantly okay. adopted. It, yeah, but yeah. but it's become part of what we do. And Robbie took it to the extreme. He was doing it every day. And I believe God will speak to you every day. I mean, he's testimony testifies to it. But the thing is a fresh personal word. We know that the word of God, um, there's all that we need for life and godliness in the word. But with that said, I think we all, I mean, if we just got, if we had a spouse and, you know, they said something and then they didn't say anything for, you know, way, way on beyond that, there was a big gap. We're like, well, that's not much of a relationship. God wants to speak, and he speaks personally day by day. Or in this case, the, the you know, once a year. But the point is, is you can take this and this theme that he wants to have over you for the year, you can really grow in that. And it actually, the words a lot of times link up from year to year, and they really become part of who you are. Some, I think... I think everybody's testified to the fact that they didn't want to give up their word of the year at the end of the year. They wanted to keep it, but he always brings on something new the next year. Yeah, after two years of the same word, I was okay <laughs> getting rid of it. You know, and, 
And honestly, depending on your situation, if your spouse didn't speak for you, it might be refreshing. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Just take that, you know, apply it if it applies for you. If, that's if it right. doesn't, it doesn't. But uh, Bad example. <laughs> no, the, the word of the year is something that is pretty powerful. You know, it helps you to focus. And part of it is you, you stay on that word throughout the whole year, as we talked about, mm-hmm. Andy, and, and let God just unpack it in so many different ways. You know, in action, in understanding, and just fill in the blank. Robbie, I mean, how many ways has he come at you over the years? It's just countless, isn't it? Oh, it's just, it's actually mind-blowing. When we get to my turn, which I'm excited to share, like what he's been building on, it it, it is actually a, a huge part of our identity and, and what it is that is kind of a theme, like, like Andy says, for... You know, you walk with him for the year. Yeah. And uh, on the uh, phone, you'll hear once in a while some noise in the background. It'll be Rodney. And uh, Rodney's kind of chair-bound, lack of a better word, uh, this week. And uh, he'll be back with us next week. And then uh, David's not with us this week. You know, I'm sure we'll miss his clip. (laughs) (laughs) After hours just won't be the same without David's clip. (laughs) Or or without David's clip. Or thinking about playing David's clip. Yeah. David, you know what we mean by that. We miss you and love you, but uh, yeah, anyway, we just have to dig at you a little bit. Uh, Wayne's missing as well. Yeah. 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 No Wayne's world. Yeah. Yeah. And we will miss Wayne too. We didn't specifically say that, but we will we miss definitely Wayne. Will. We will definitely miss Wayne. And so on to our first clip. Danny, you are just like Mr. First Clip. <laughs> David, I got the first clip. Yeah. Uh, again. Again. So, yeah, I'm becoming Mr. First Clip. I don't know how, but this clip actually bypassed the whole process and just zoomed right on in there. So thanks to Robbie. Uh, the clip is from Danny Griffith's show. My word for the year is contentment. And it has been a an interesting adventure so far because the um, some days I'm pretty content. Other days I'm discontented. And, you know, the Apostle Paul talked about learning to be content whether you're abound or abased, and that's kind of where this was birthed out of. But the clip is from the Andy Griffith Show, and the episode is Man in a Hurry, and he's definitely discontented, but, but Barney and Andy seem to be contented in this clip. So, I, I will play it in a second. I think if they did a revised version, it would be also with and without air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that hurts that hurts yeah we'll, we'll go ahead and play the clip yeah i would play the clip right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i think i'm gonna do what i'm gonna go home have me a little nap <clears throat> and go over to thelma lewis and watch a little tv mm-hmm. yeah i believe that's what i'll do go home have a nap then over to Thelma Lewis for TB. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that's the plan. Start <laughs> home. Little nap. For the love of Mike, do it, do it. <laughs> Just do it. Go take a nap. Go to Thelma Lewis for TB. Just do it. What's the hurry? We'll see you, Angie. Yeah, the uh, the the man that you hear who's upset, his car broke down just outside of Mayberry, and everything's closed on Sunday in Mayberry, and so he's trying to get to an appointment, 
And later on in the episode, he does find some contentment, actually goes to sleep on the same porch. I guess after Barney took a nap, he decided to. So, uh, <laughs> But, you know, so often in life, you can be anybody on that porch. I know I can because, yeah, you're right. The discontentment over the past week, we were on vacation last week, and I spent three days of that dealing with a broken new air conditioner. And it, it's so easy to bounce in and out of things, but, you know, God is gracious, and he has provided many things for us, and the air conditioning will get fixed. You know, I've had gracious friends who have loaned me, you know, we got little mobile air conditioners all over the house, and the dog decides to stay near one of them because she's not going to get <laughs> hot. So, But, you know, this word is... It, and, and you guys are so right. I can remember the first time y'all brought this up, and I'm sitting here, and y'all going, well, next week we're doing the word of the year. And I'm, like, raising my hand going, what is that? <laughs> and But it has come to mean something to me because the the word itself is, you know, I'm learning, and, and God is unpacking lots of different things because I've been the guy for years that looking for the, the next thing, the next adventure, so to speak, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, or the next ministry, the next this, that, and the other. And where God has taken me is to learn just to be content right where you are. And, you know, if something else comes down the road, fine. But I'm, I'm literally learning that I don't need anything else. If he doesn't open up anything else, God has been really, 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 really good to me. Well, thank you, Danny. I, uh, I think we got time for another um Mine's really short, so I'll go ahead and throw it in there and, and get it in before the break. Uh, uh, this is from Rocky, and it's a 41-second clip. And uh, the word that I had for the year was talents. And so I'm going to go ahead and play the clip and then come back and talk about it. But it's dealing with uh, Mick, the trainer, and and Rocky and his not using his talent. Hey, you got something for me? Yeah, there was some guy here from Miles Juggins looking for you. They need sparring partners for Apollo Creed. Put me on. There's a car. Who was they here? About an hour ago. They'll probably look for sparring partners for Creed, you know? I said that before you. You know, I've been coming in for six years. The six years you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know how come. You want to know. I want to know. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a late breaker to some cheap second-rate loan shark. To living? It's a waste of life. So my word for the year this year was talent or talents. And uh, it kind of came about at Christmas time, you know, years ago, God had helped me put a book together from uh, a daily devotion I used to write. And I put the book together and then really didn't do anything with it. And so I was giving it out at Christmas, and at the same time I was praying about the word of the year, and, and I happened to give it to a person I wasn't sure whether they'd even want it. You know, and they got it, and they were very excited, and they came in, and the first thing that the person said to me is, why are you hiding your talents? <laughs> and it just hit me, and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, it's scriptural. You know, the parable of the talents, you know? And I said, well, that's not necessarily talent, but anyway. You know, it's still the same thing. And, and so as I was driving home that day, I'm like, God, that was a little weird. You know, why is that my word of the year? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, why? He said, well, why do you hide your talents? <laughs> and it hit me very clearly that I shy away from certain situations. I kind of, I kind of have, 
not having faith in myself and ultimately not having faith in God in the midst of that. And he said, you know, you hide a lot. And, and so this year I've chosen to engage in a lot. Um, very quickly after that, I got the opportunity to accept a role as a director of a food pantry and clothing closet uh, for my church and for the community. And that's just been fulfilling in so many different ways and just opened my heart up in a lot of different ways. Um, this year, you know, God's kind of introduced me back into preaching at the church. I did that once not too long ago, which it's been several years since I've done that and just engaging at the same time at work. You know, he's called me into a season of training again, which is where I really enjoy. And uh, again, engaging in things that he's given me to, to, to do uniquely my way. And, and the fruit of that has just been so amazing. It's a lot going on, but it's good. And it's a good tired because I feel like there's an impact being made by applying the, the gifts that he's given me and hopefully loving others well through it. And it's been really key for me this year, and I'm excited for learning more about it as we go out through the rest of the year. In the meantime, we do have two things coming up. We have an entrenchment coming up. It's going to be September 30th and October 1st. We also have a boot camp coming up November 17th through 20th. You go to masculinejourney.org, masculinejourney.org to register for either one of those. Just click the banner at the top on either one and register. Talk to you in a minute. One of my favorite things about boot camp, well, the favorite thing about boot camp is every time I go, I encounter God. And as anyone that has encountered God knows, generally speaking, it's nothing we expect. Real encounter with God out of the blue. He knew what I needed. I knew what I wanted, and those two were rarely the same thing. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. For me, describing boot camp, when I heard the stories from the stage that the other men had, and then during my prayer time, I'm getting a download from God on where my life is and how I have wounds and I have a place in his story. To know how I heard from God is one of those things. He really does communicate with us. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. Welcome back to The Masculine Journey. That is third day, uh, and if I misspelled it right, it's thread day. At our thing Jim pointed out to me earlier. Thank you, Jim. But uh, no, it's third day, and the, it's Your Words is the name of the song. Uh, it's a great song. I encourage you to go listen to it. I, in the past, I've not been a big third day fan. You know, I've liked their, their songs, but they always remind me of Travis Tritt, and I don't know why the lead singer does. And, and But this song, amazing. Uh, it's just very, very cool The Think about how God's words outlast everything, right? I mean, how long have we had the Bible, and it's still just as true today as it was the the day that it was first put down on whatever it was put down. Harold, what was it put down on? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Parchment, I think. Vellum. Yeah. Vellum. Vellum. Okay, there we go. Well, welcome back. We are talking about the word of the year, and so the concept is real quickly is. We prayed uh, to God, obviously, about what is our word of the year, you know, leading up to the 
the end of the year, beginning of the next, and it's his timing. He'll give us a word. Uh, some are still waiting on their word. You know, again, it's in his timing. And then you take that word and you focus with him on it for the next year and see what he does with it. You know, and all of our stories are unique and all of them are similar. You know, how God's being very uh, active in our life. And so, Robbie, you are up with your clip and your word. All right. How fun. So, as Sam mentioned, we've been doing this for a number of years. And I haven't told you guys this, but I had my mind actually blown um, about my words. Because what I'd done when we did it four years ago, I, I, I have a daily prayer that we do, like John Eldridge's daily prayer. And in the first paragraph of that prayer, I would ask God to help me with those words. And I would, you know, so the word I had four years ago was prosper. And, and then it was love, and then it was engage, and this year's word was delight. And so, you know, every morning for four years, I prayed those in order, like, okay, this is where you want me to go, help me to prosper, you know, love, engage, and delight. And, you know, just going along with that. And so last year's word was engage, and where that went, as we've talked about before, was he had me memorize the 119th Psalm, which sounds crazy, but I did, you know? And it was, oh my goodness, did I engage? And, and engage him in so many different ways and literally spun gold with, with, with uh, my prayer life as to be able to pray the 119th Psalm is, is a spectacular way to engage. It just is. And, and it was out of my love of Hebrew, those who know me well know that I love the Hebrew language. And each um, chapter in the 119, or every section of the 119th Psalm is based on 22 letters of the Hebrew language. And so you get a, a, a better meaning of those letters than ever. But during the 119th Psalm, what David said over and over and over again is, teach me your statutes, teach me your statutes, teach me your statutes. And I'm thinking, this is David. He knows the Torah like nobody. And he's still asking to be taught these statutes. And I thought, well, what are these statutes? So I decided to go on this quest at the end of this year. Like, I want to find out what these statutes are. And so when I went for my word for 2022, God said, your word for 2022 is delight. And I was like, oh, man, I love that word. I love to delight and as I began to think through what statutes were, the more it pointed me back to what was actually my favorite book in the Bible, which is the Song of Solomon, which is definitely my delight. And the reason he took me there was that the idea of statutes begins with the letter het, which is the eighth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and there are eight chapters in the Song of Solomon. So I thought, wow. I wonder if the eight chapters of the Song of Solomon line up with the first eight letters of the Hebrew alphabet, right? And, and so I started to, to go in that direction. And, and as I was doing that early on in the year, well, maybe three months ago, all of a sudden I was, I was saying my daily prayer like, okay, I want to prosper. I want to love like you, God. I want to engage and I want to delight. And I went, oh my gosh, that's Gimel, Dalid, <laughs> A. And right, I was seeing that that delight is the letter het. In other words, I was, he gave me the four letters. <clears throat> Are you following me? And Jim would know what I'm, exactly what I'm saying because when you hear the word prosper, what is that? That's, that's the letter gimel. When you hear 
the, the word love because the beloved in the Song of Solomon is Dalit Vav Dalit. Now, it's a Dalit, right? And then when you get to, to the word engage, it, you know, in other words, it just was perfect that that is the letter hey, and then again as, as we get through that. So I say all that to just go, as you listen to this clip from Braveheart, Right, And you can imagine the delighting that I have done in the Song of Solomon as I'm through the about halfway. Well, I'm actually got one verse left in the third chapter that I have memorized the first, second, and third chapters that I get to pray after I pray the 119th Psalm. So I am delighting. I'm having a blast. But as you listen to William Wallace speaking to his beloved, right? And you, and you know the Song of Solomon is Jesus speaking to us who is our, our beloved. But when you when you begin to hear him speak French, she asks him what he's saying, but he never, you know, unlike our favorite ground clip, groundhog clip where he goes, we, you know, he wants to be a big deal out of speaking French. But in this case, William Wallace is speaking French, but it's out of the delight of his heart on how much he loves her, right? And you can see that everything about William Wallace is delighting in his bride right here. And it's the way Jesus feels, you know, about you. Did you know me after so long? Well, I didn't. No? It's just I saw you staring at me and I didn't know who you were. I'm sorry, I suppose I was. <laughs> Are you in the habit of riding off in the rain with strangers? <laughs> it's the best way to make you leave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if I can ever work up the courage to ask you again, I'll send you a written warning first. Oh, it wouldn't do you much good. I can't read. Can you not? Well, that's something we shall have to remedy, isn't it? Are you going to teach me to read it? Well, if you like. Hey? And what language? <sighs> I hear sure enough now. That's right. Are you impressed yet? No. Why should I be? Parce que chaque jour, je pense à toi. Do that stand on your head and you'll be impressed. I killed the fly up, but I'll try. Oh, right? God, you certainly didn't learn any manners on your travels. The French and the Romans have far worse manners than I. You've been to Rome? My uncle took me on a pilgrimage. What was it like? Rien qui approche ta beauté. What does that mean? Beautiful. But I belong here. And so you can hear in that just a, it's a complete polar opposite for those of us who have done the masculine journey for a while of the groundhog clip, right? There he is just absolutely loving on her and delighting in her. You know, it's, it's spectacular. But also notice, for those of us who are very familiar with the movie and very familiar with Eclipse, is when he says, we're going to have to remedy that, he's echoing what his uncle had told him about learning Latin. Yeah. Right? And we're going to have to remedy that. And how meaningful it is if you're me, <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to teach you Hebrew. We're going to remedy that, right? Because in order to, to fully communicate with God, you have language. And in order to truly communicate, you need to know the language. And, and so it, it, for my delighting... Um, in what he's taught me over these four years, because I 
you know, four years ago when I started this, I didn't know one letter of Hebrew, better yet, a, a word. Um, and, and so everything that between that point and this, when you think about it, started out with the word prosper. Um, and away we go. So there you have it. That's very cool. Really cool thing about that clip when you actually watch the clip where he tells her, you know, she said, what's that mean? And he says, beautiful. What he says in French is not nearly as beautiful as you or something like that, you know? Right. And so, I mean, he's delighting in her and she has no clue to what degree, you know, but he really is just loving her for her. You know, and it, it's such a great picture of how Jesus loves us. You know, he delights in us. Even we have no clue how much that he delights in us. Yeah. <clears throat> as you were talking, I was realizing, I hope my word for 2023 is dessert. <laughs> just saying i'm throwing it out there god if that would give you my word that'd be kind of cool you will get your just dessert yeah probably yeah maybe i don't want that word yeah maybe i i, I don't want that word something that hit me as robbie was talking about hebrew you know i had two semesters in school and i enjoyed it but he delights in it and he has far surpassed my knowledge of the language because of that delight mm-hmm yeah, that's definitely that's what 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 you'd say about Rob. He delights in the Lord. It says he delights yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. He's wanted to know God more intimately through Hebrew, and it's just cool to watch. But excellent clip. I forgot. That's probably one of my favorite clips of Braveheart, and there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. That that just uh, just pure heart of sharing, you know, and and to that. Story, this is a little girl when his dad was being buried. She came up and gave him a flower to kind of heal his pain. Mm-hmm. And he'd always, he'd saw her and you could see he cried whenever she did that. And that connection, and then he comes back into her life. And, you know, just a, just a, it makes me want to go back and watch Braveheart again. It was, for me on that particular clip as well is in it, you know, there's no doubt throughout the movie he's such an incredible warrior. But that doesn't mean you ha- that's an absence of being tender, right? That it's actually makes you a better warrior. When you look at all these movies that you see out there that's all just action all the time and no tenderness, just harshness, right? I mean, this is so much more powerful because this is the, the totality of looking at a man saying, yes, you can be a mighty warrior and you can be as tender as you need to be when you need to be that tender. Truly a warrior pro- poet. Exactly, as they say in that. Yeah. So we have about a minute left before we, uh, we finish up with this. Uh, Harold, is there anything you'd like to throw in here? We, you haven't had a chance to say anything yet. Oh, well, I just I threw it to you, and now you don't have any time. My word has to be dud <laughs> because I get an F. <laughs> I failed this year, but I won't next year. Well, the year's not over. <laughs> There's plenty of time left. You're going to have a word soon. I'm pretty certain of it. Amen. Amen. And maybe that word for you is boot camp, or maybe it's entrenchment. <laughs> You could do either one of those, right? We got entrenchment coming up September 30th, October 1st. That's free. F R E E, as Robbie would say, free. <laughs> right? And then we also have the boot camp coming up November 17th through 20th. Go to masculinejourney.org to register for either one of those. And we'll talk to you after the break on the after after hour. So go there. This is the Truth Network. <laughs>